This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everybody, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, episode 322. And today we are going to talk about life schooling and what it means and ways that parents can do more life schooling and less homeschooling. And to do this, I have brought on a very special guest. And not only is she a special guest, but she podcasts at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And her podcast name is Life as a Life Schooler. And help me welcome Danielle Papagiorgio. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you, Felice. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, I'm so excited that you are now on our network, and I really wanted to introduce you to all of the vintage homeschool mommies and let them get acquainted with you and also to check out your podcast. And listeners, one of the best things you can do is a thank you um, for us and all the hard work we put into these podcasts, and that is uh, to give us likes and shares. So you can go to the website at Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, and you'll find a life as a life schooler, just click on that button and there are all kinds of uh, little gadgets on the website where you can share it with a friend, send it through email, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, Google+, um, everything. And then also there are um, podcast buttons that you can um, like her show and give her a rating on um, iTunes and also on Google Play. So, um, you know, please do that and help us, um, you know, give Danielle a big Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network welcome. <laughs> so, Thank Danielle, today, today we're going to talk about life schooling, and um, I really want to know, you know, more about what that is um, as far as, you know, the differences um, between that and, you know, obviously it is part of homeschooling, but when you think about homeschooling already, we've got a lot of preconceived notions about what we think that is, you know, books and papers and and um, textbooks and all sorts of things. So what is your definition of life schooling? Well, I'll give you the formalized definition that I came up with is um, life schooling is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents, primarily through real-life experience, that happens within the context of your family's unique situations, missions. So it's kind of a long, <laughs> kind of a long definition, but I wanted to sort of encompass the whole idea of um, what I believe homeschooling in the early days of the modern homeschooling movement really looked like, because I really kind of had a burden over the years as I got into this whole homeschooling thing, and I feel like I'm kind of in the middle here. I've I've been privileged to know a lot of homeschoolers as I just started out who were the older, wiser, veteran homeschool moms, and they've been doing this thing for a long time. And then 
now I'm here in this place where I'm seeing the younger moms come up. And I was so saddened and burdened for them because they were doing homeschooling in a way that I felt like was so um, burdensome, really. Um, just really the school at home model. And it makes sense because we do what we know, which is school. And, you know, just this whole dividing everything up by subjects, by grades, and it's just such a stress on these moms that are coming up, these younger moms, because they feel like they can't get it all done. And truly they can't. Because how do you, if you have, especially if you have several kids, four or five kids, how do you break it down by this one's in third grade, this one's in first grade, this one's in fifth grade? How do you, how do you do that? How do you do all these different curricula and all these different um, grades and subjects? And so really the whole idea with life schooling is is being more aware of um, really all of the education that comes in with everyday life, with the things that God brings in your path. One of my favorite verses is in Proverbs, and I don't remember the reference because I'm terrible with numbers. I'm not a numbers person. <laughs> but, um, well, look but it up. You go ahead and paraphrase, yeah, and I'll just make I'll, a note here. Exactly. I'll quote it, and then you can, um, you can look it up. Okay. But it's, a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And I love that verse as it applies to the idea of life schooling because we need to have a plan. I'm not, I think sometimes people sort of think that life schooling is unschooling and it's really not. It's not child led. It's still parent led. And I still believe in having a schedule and trying to have some sort of order and plan to your days. And that can look different depending on the family. We happen to be a very relaxed family. Um, but it's good to have those plans and and to have a schedule in place. But man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his path. And so if you have a day where one child is sick or where a neighbor um, needs help with something, look for those ministry opportunities and take them and build relationships with your kids because that is the one thing that matters more than anything is relationship. And so – I think we can just get so carried away with schooling our children that we forget that. Um, so, you know, that's just really my heart is to get back to what are looking at everyday life, seeing where those educational opportunities come in, because even in those mundane tasks and the things that God sort of throws in our day that we feel like messes up our schedule, there's still education, there's still academics that are hidden within those things. And it's just, Sometimes it's really just more of a, a mindset and a matter of looking at things differently and and being a little creative with it. Right. And my kids used to say, Mom, you could turn anything into school. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really true. I can. <laughs> so I think yeah. we were, you know, definitely life schoolers. And we started, um, and I know what you're saying, we started in – um, 1986 is when we began homeschooling, and I actually just ended this year. So mm-hmm. I have over 30 years of homeschooling under my belt. I think it, wow, yeah. So it, it's awesome. been a long time. But um, in the early days, the reason we were more what you would call, like you said, the life schooler, is because there wasn't everything available. There was no internet right. that you could just jump on, and you know, really the internet came into play maybe in like 1999. Um, So it's amazing that 
you know, we had years of just, um, you know, doing it ourselves, looking, going to the library, going on field trips. And so, um, you know, we, we did it that way. And, um, I just did a podcast on stress-free field trips. And I think the reason that, that things tend to be stressful in the home is like you said, it's because you don't have a plan. So mm-hmm. I came up with these sheets of, you know, pre-planning to figure out where we want to go, then planning when we figured out where, where we're going to go, and then, like, you know, letting the kids know, you know, what to expect. And I always gave my kids some questions ahead of time so that they could be looking for those answers. So when they were there, yes, they can still have fun with their friends and they can still, you know, like there was always a promise of, you know, after this we'll go to the park or we'll do something, but you really need to listen. And um, and those uh, field trips really were the impetus of a lot of things. Um, we ended up finding an archaeological dig, and my daughter was really interested in that. That was her minor in college, and it really hmm. came from a field trip, you know, that was part of a camping right. trip. So, right. you know, those kinds of things, you just, we think as parents, oh, my gosh, I can't go on a field trip because we've got to get all this science and all this history done, right. and it just needs to get done. But how much of that, you know, do you really remember? And right. how much of that are you going to relearn, you know, when you if you decide to go to college and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And exactly. it, was, it was interesting when you you know, kind of compared it to unschooling, um and because that I have a really hard time with that concept. I love parts of it. Like I always right. let my children say, you know, like if they said, Mommy, I really wanted to know more about like I had one year. My daughter wanted to know about the stars and, and my son no, my son wanted to know the stars and my daughter the oceans. Because then mm-hmm. she also did scuba diving. That's the one who was the artist. <laughs> she, she's, <laughs> she's now a homeschool mommy of almost eight. She's expecting wow. her age. So she's she's always mm-hmm. been supercharged. But um and I was just like, could you pick two diametrically opposed things to study this year? Because I'd always say, you know, what would you like to learn? But I was the one who then planned and figured out, you know, what time of the year is it best to do this? And, you mm-hmm. know, obviously the oceanography stuff was summertime or here it could be early fall. So you have to, you know, do that and look at it. So do you use like a scope and sequence or do you actually use a, a curriculum? What What specifically do you do? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> what do I do? Um, you know, it's it's been very, like I said, we are a little bit more of a relaxed nature, and that's just my personality, and that comes into play with every family is going to look a little bit differently in how they incorporate these ideas. Um, I never used a, a scope and sequence. Basically, basically each year I just kind of pray through, okay, what do we need to do this year? And I, I do follow their interests to an extent and allow them to um, kind of help to direct where we're going. You know, there's certain things that they have to learn. And like it or not, they're going to have to learn it. My daughter does not like American history, but I feel that that's very important. Mm-hmm. She's a citizen of the United States. She needs to know her history. Right. Um, but, for example, there was one year when, actually a couple years, when we um, – we're in the process of tearing down in our old home, selling things so that we could list it to sell. And that was a big job because we had to toss and lots of stuff. Um, and then moving into our new house and renovating, and we're out in the country on a homestead. There were just 
there was so much going on in those couple years that we did not do a lot of academics. But my daughter had wanted to write, and she kept telling me, I love to write. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. I'm like, okay, well, I haven't really had a lot of English at this point, but I guess if you want to write this book, sure, go for it. Um, because that was what she was really interested in doing, so I don't want to squelch that in her, and we didn't have a lot of time for the academics. So she took off and wrote this book, and it turned into, um, I don't know how many pages, but it's a, it's a full-length novel that she's listed on Amazon. And it did take her a number of years because her mother was the editor. So that was a bit of, of a process, just trying to find the time to edit the book. But throughout that, it was something that she enjoyed, that she loved doing. She ended up having to do a lot of research on the area, which happened to be um, the uh, like England and Scotland and Wales. So she did a lot of research, learned a lot of history, and, of course, the grammar and the sentence structure and, and just writing a story, the logical flow and all of that. So there were so many academic lessons that came in with that. And then, of course, going back, and her grandmother also helped to edit with the, the grammar part and, and that sort of thing. So she learned it, you know, and it was in a way that made sense to her, that was engaging and fun to her, other than just a dry textbook, which, like you said, oftentimes we don't remember those things anyway because they're not interesting to us, and it's not real. It, right. it doesn't – it's like, how does this apply? The more we can teach from real life – and give our children these real-world experiences, the better educated, I believe, they will be because it just makes sense to them. The education has meaning, and mm-hmm. and it's exciting to them. How old was she when she wrote that? Well, again, it was kind of a process because she started when she was eight or nine, and it was so hard for me to get all the editing done. And so she didn't actually publish it until... Um, she was 13. She's 14 now. So mm-hmm. it was about a, about a my, year. My daughter started writing when she was, I guess, about 12 and um, maybe a little bit older. And her first 80 pages were one big run-on sentence. So I always, <laughs> always said I couldn't. There was no one to blame but her teacher. And I had already launched my company and was busy with my company. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't even, I don't do my own editing, so I couldn't even send it to an editor because it wasn't in any format where I could actually afford to pay an editor what it would have taken. So I had to go back and reteach those aspects, and then we went on to write three novels that are called the Two Secret Mystery Series, and um, and they were even listed in God. No, what was the name of that book? Oh, great, great Christian books, which I don't. That was yeah. So it was it was amazing. So it, it was okay. wonderful. Okay. So what is the name of your daughter's book? You'll have to send me that later and give me the link because I sure. definitely want to put that in here. It'd be fun for our listeners if you have kids to uh, show them that book because it's really motivation. And what what is the name? I'll mm-hmm. put it in here. Yeah, it's called No Return. Okay. And it's very interesting when you read the book because she's of course starting it so young. You just you don't have as much life experience. You don't understand relationship as much, and and right. plus you're just not quite as good as a writer when you're younger. But um, so it's very interesting to read the book and kind of see the progression. You can see it gets better as you read it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so she, yeah, she's working on her second novel, and she can't wait to get that one done and published because she she feels much better about it than the first one. But it's still really good. Um, and just to have just to have done that when you're young, it's an exciting accomplishment for any child. Right. Well, I want to share a story I just recently heard from a friend of mine. So a friend of mine uh, locally um, what, is a homeschool mom, um, graduated one, and she has uh, her son that she's still homeschooling. And um, in her ad- adult career life, she was a military attorney. And she's just something else. I just love how God brings all these people to my little corner of the world and I get to meet them because she's a very interesting person. And so recently we had all of these amendments that we're, we're going to vote in a few weeks. And so these amendments were confusing and I'm thinking, well, why are we changing constitutional amendments? Because that's never a good thing. And then wait a minute, they're stacking it with some things. So I called her and I said, I need some wisdom. And so um, it was so funny because she was going through them all and giving me like a constitutional um you know explanation my my brother-in-law taught a class years ago and i had him teach it online and um it's actually available on my media angels membership site but it's on american history and american government and tara grew up in another country so she didn't even though she's an american citizen she didn't get a lot of american history so she actually took the class with her kids so she kept referencing that class, and I'm just laughing hysterically as I'm listening <laughs> to her. But we get to school board, like she knows all this stuff and all this, you know, information about them and and all this. And I'm going, wait a minute, you're a homeschooler. She goes, please, they have movie cameras there. They record. I brought my kids there so that they could practice public speaking. Now, can you see this? And <laughs> And they were at the school board. Like, of course, you prepared them but arguing different things about the budget, about, you know, some appropriations that they were making, about it was it was just the most hysterical thing. I think I laughed for a week after that because <laughs> leave it to a homeschool mom to go somewhere where you can go get recorded on TV and I don't know if they recorded it at home or whatever and use it as a platform to practice public speaking. Is That's that great. not brilliant? So, <laughs> it yeah, is. It is, yeah. And I think I'm going to have her on my show at some point. Um, she's done some uh, presentations for me through the years. I just can't lasso her down enough to to actually podcast for me. But um, but she's she's just an amazing person. And that's the thing. Those are the kinds of resources that we have in town that you may not even know. Like you know, mm-hmm. like I asked for beta readers. I said, does anyone want to read this novel that Christina and I are writing? Christina wrote the fun mystery adventure part and I wove in the boring creation science stuff as my mother-in-law said and we made it you know like a mother-daughter book and and so um, we had 40 families well 40 kids within families that read that novel and then we had to go through all of the feedback and you know that was great because they pointed out some wonderful things so you know there, there are people that will do that and it really is great so you know as we wind down here how do you think parents can help find their their children's gifts like what does you think life schooling really brings that out in a child yes um you know i think it's just observing i think it's observing and giving them a lot of different opportunities 
and again, just looking for those opportunities, like you were just saying, um, places where they can go and and try something new and practice um, different skills. It's just looking for those opportunities and being observant and talking with your kids. You know, ask them how they enjoyed different activities and then go from there. And really just, I mean, I always come back to, to just prayer and just seeking the Lord because he doesn't want our children's gifts to be hidden from us or them. It's not like, I mean, he's a good God. He wants us to find what they are put on this planet to do because they have a purpose. He's created each child unique for a unique specific purpose on this earth to glorify him. And so, of course, he wants us to figure that out and find out what that is. So it's just always being observant, being in prayer, giving them lots of opportunities, and he will he will provide them. He will provide those opportunities, and you'll just be amazed because things unfold in ways you can't even plan. You really can't. No, I think it's. I think you're so so right about that. And then, um, you know, as we um, end here, is there anything? I mean, one thing I would absolutely say is listen to um, um, Danielle's podcast, and you know, there are you know quite a few podcasts here. What no? I don't even know what number you're on. Um, I think I just recorded my twentieth. Yeah, so there's 20 podcasts. There's some wonderful, amazing um, interviews that she has done, and um, it really is a blessing uh, to have you on our network, Danielle, because I think it just brings another element of homeschooling uh, that people may not know about. Right, right. Well, it's my passion, and I'm excited to bring it to all of your listeners and just looking forward to seeing what God does with it to get this message out because truly – Truly, women need to understand, mothers need to understand that there's so much freedom in homeschooling, and it doesn't have to look like what we think of as education. No, it doesn't. And I just love, too, that, um, you know, we just need to encourage. And and I would also temper that with be careful who you're encouraging in your family because out of five children, the first two were more like, yeah, we're going to do this and this and this and this, and they'd get started and (laughs) didn't really happen. The last three, especially child number three, Dad, can I build a bridge over the pond? Sure, son. We get home one day, and my dad, um, they had taught Grandpa Nick into going to the store and getting cement, and my husband's in construction, so he somehow had some pillars somewhere and my son had actually set in concrete these pillars. Now, our <laughs> pond is way too big to ever put a bridge on it. But he had gotten it started, and I was probably like, wow. What? Daddy, what were you thinking? Oh, he said, you know, Jeff said it was okay. And I said, well, Jeff did say it was okay. But, you know, he, he called Grandpa, and Grandpa came over, and, you know, it was just, so when Nick said he was going to do something, Jeff, he came in and he goes, whoa, he goes, I guess we better just be careful about, you know, overly encouraging. <laughs> <unless we're> really... <laughs> so they ended up building a little dock. You know, their dad went out and uh-huh. helped them and they built a dock, which was great for so many years until it kind of fell apart at one point. But, but yeah, we, we laughed about that. They had a catapult one time that was like 12 feet high because, again, they scrounged wow. around. And got the wood that we had, and mm-hmm. um, you know, mom, well, there's a place. 
There's a right. physics lesson, right? Right. We were studying physics, and we we had done the little the little you know dealies in the house that were like out of popsicle sticks. Those were not good enough. Not good enough. um, No. Yeah. That child did not go on to college. He just said, you know, like when he was 15, he said, "Mom, can we just cut out the middleman?" And um, you know, I just want to, you know, just start working construction. And he had a lot of college offers to play baseball. He's a six foot two lefty pitcher. And oh, wow. he just he just was not interested, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we, don't you think, Danielle, too, we have to kind of die to self sometime because our pastor was here at dinner one night, and I just, you know, and, and I, you know, he was asking the kids, like, what are you going to do and whatever, and, you know, everybody was kind of sharing, and Nick goes, well, I don't want to go to college, and you need to talk to my mom about that. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, he's going to be on my side. And he, like, took me to task. And and said exactly what you did. So that's why I wanted to share that and confirmed that God yeah. has a special plan for each one of our kids. Yeah. And the gifts are all different. And he said, yeah. you know, you, you that's what he, exactly what he told me. He said, you have to die to self. It's not what you want. You know, because, like, you know, you hear parents, you know, my child did this and this and this and this. And, um, you know, and, and he's very comfortable um, you know, with where he is and what he's doing. And um, and so that's what we have to be be happy of. I was going to yeah. say, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of very successful people never went to college. They just were entrepreneurs all along, and they just took off in that direction. So, yeah, I'm a big believer that college is not necessarily the path for everyone. And that doesn't and some people say that, and I think you kind of think, oh, yeah, well, some people aren't smart enough. <laughs> That's not it at all. It's, That's not it, yeah. No, it's just that some occupations require a college degree, some do not. And so we've got to get out of this thinking that someone is lesser than if mm-hmm. they don't take the college path because um, there are so many different options, especially nowadays. You know, right. there's just so many different directions. There are. Well, my friend, it has been delightful getting to know you better and, um, you know, again, having you on this network. So, again, I'm going to give a shout-out for Life as a Life Schooler. Uh, check it out on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And also give us your website so people can come find you online and subscribe mm-hmm. to a newsletter. Um, we'll have all those links in this podcast. Just look for um, – I, I can't give you an episode number because I don't know exactly when this will air – um, but it's just look for uh, the podcast Life Schooling Under Vintage Homeschool Moms. Right. Our website, sure, our website is lifeschoolingconference.com. Um, so that's where you can find out. We have a conference every year. Um, this is the first time we're going to do it online in 2019, so I'm really excited about that. But you can check that out. I have a few blog posts on there trying to build that section up a bit, and there are um, you can get on our email list and keep up with what's happening there. Wonderful. And then, again, I'll have all those links on here um, as well. Well, Danielle, thanks so much. God bless, and we'll talk to Thank you Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Felice. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.